so lame when like a celebrity will be like and guess what guys my dad's back but I feel I've set a precedent with both of my parents in terms of being funny and in my mother's case being very blunt right mom yep right yep blunt <laughs> yep blunt I'm blunt because <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll force you to appear on my social media um, and people really like you you know what people like me and so they were like where'd that come from plus one and came I figured from the plus one. you were visiting here I've given you free reign of my home. I've given you my credit card, my assistant, and you have. And laundry. You gave me your laundry. My mom (laughs) sewed something for me today. And she got, I went and she got into my bra drawer, organized them all. This is what moms like to do. And uh, I'm very bad at it and you're very good at it. So thank you for everything you did. You are welcome. Picked out wallpaper. Oh, we did a lot today. By we, I mean you and I. Mostly me. Checked my social media. Eliza just kept saying, okay, buy it, do it, buy it, do it. It's easier. (laughs) How was uh, seeing the Northman as a family? So I took my mom to the premiere of the Northman. I think it's pronounced Northman. The Northman. The Northman with Anya Taylor-Joy and Alexander Skarsgård and Nicole Kidman and Willem Dafoe. It is not the movie to take your parents to. Is that fair to say? I was thinking. Uh, You know, I I can't speak to that because I am the parent. I don't know that I would take a young kid to the movie. I don't know that I would. If you love Primal Wolf Screaming, um, creative murder and not one but two horses being beheaded. <gasps> However, cinematically, it was a gorgeous movie. <laughs> you said primal wolf screening and murder is okay, but when you said two horses being headed, Emily went ballistic. It's basically all the types of murder that normally are done off camera. They were like, nope, this is happening. Uh, all right, well, I'm not taking my family because they will be very upset by the horse beheadings and nothing else. Take oh it, just God. remember, they're Vikings. This is like 980 AD. It is beautifully done. And Alexander Skarsgård is shirtless and jacked the oh. whole time, right? Yes. So hot. He looks, I don't know what they did because we saw him at the after party and he was, he was thin and slim <laughs> like a European model. And I thought, is that the same guy? He's gorgeous. That looked so jacked. 10 minutes ago. I have never wanted to appropriate a culture more than I do Scandi culture. I'm almost there. I just need to be a lot taller and thinner. I'm just obsessed. And here's the weirdest part of the whole thing. So we went uh, and we were going to the after party and we got our own car because, you know, you leave and you go to it. And I was like, this will be easier than like calling an Uber. We were able to get out of the theater so fast that my mother and I were the first (laughs) to arrive ahead of all the other celebrities Right, so we instantly went into the bathroom. We just hid in the bathroom. Uh, And then, fun fact, Anya Taylor-Joy, I saw a red carpet interview where she said she was a fan of mine. And so I just walked up to her and I went, Anya, I'm Eliza Schlesinger. And she was so cool. And I was like, that could have gone so weird. Like, there are plenty of people that I've liked in the past, but like probably forgot I said I liked them. And she was just as lovely as she is talented, which is very- Very talented. Gracious. She was so gracious. She's gracious because she's she's not American. Americans are brutes. I don't know about that. She was lovely. That's not her accent. And then who was standing right next to her? And I I didn't say anything to him because I was, what am I going to say? Change your apartment, change your life. What? (laughs) The guy, the the actor who does the apartments.com commercial. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, no. Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum, I'm standing right next to it. And I didn't want to say, ooh, change your apartment, change your life. He would have probably rolled with it. He's- He's that kind of guy. So I took my mom to that movie premiere. Uh, See it in the theaters with Dolby surround sound. Oh my God, yes. But get ready for your booty to quake. And by the way, it's two and a half hours long. But it flew by as fast as a horse's beheading. (laughs) And loud. It's loud. Bring earphones, earplugs. Bring lube. Because Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, gee. Oh, mom. (laughs) Ah, come on. Let's get to the hard-hitting questions. Okay. Anonymous says, hello, Eliza, Emily, baby tree frog, and all white meat chicken nugget. I have a wedding question. This is my my baby and my dog. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. You listen. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get some perspective. My friends say I'm not overreacting and I am right to be upset, but I can't help the nagging feeling that I'm making a bigger deal about what happened at my bachelorette party. Oh, I have slash had this good friend who if I knew her longer, she probably would have been a bridesmaid. I'm in my late 20s and she's a few years younger than me. A few weekends ago was my bachelorette party. I was already having some issues with my older sisters trying to bail early. Mm on some of the late night stuff like bar hopping. And generally, I was not feeling very appreciated by their actions. I confided in this friend about how I was feeling and she bitched right along with me about how they were treating me and promised to make it up to me by joining us for bar hopping. Now remember, this friend is not a bridesmaid. Right. When it came to the bachelorette party, she came to dinner but bailed last minute on bar hopping essentially because she lost interest. I wanted to stop between dinner and bar hopping and change. And she said, I took too long and didn't want to come out anymore. For contacts, this was at 9 p.m. and she lived about 10 minutes from where we were going. I was hurt, but waited until a few days later to talk to her about it when I was sober. For reference, she does have a history of being flaky and she even jokes about it. I usually don't mind, but now that I'm settling down and will likely have kids in the future, it's impossible to plan anything with her ahead of time. Doesn't matter because you won't be friends with her in the future anyway. Oh, sorry. Definitely. I was hurt because it didn't feel like she was putting effort in and I shouldn't have to feel like I'm begging someone to hang out with me. She initially said, I'm sorry I made you feel like that. But when I insisted we hash this out, she doubled down and said, you got mad. I apologize. What more do you want? And that's, she's an adult and she can bail. She wants to without a good reason. Am I being unreasonable for being upset? I mean, if this were a random Saturday night, she bailed whatever, but I expect my friends to show up to the big stuff and at least pretend to care. I mean, dang, my matron of honor is pregnant, probably puked more than me that night and still hung out with my drunk ass all the way until bar closed. She's the real homie. Oh, all right, mom. Swing away. Well, uh, first off, emotions run super high when you're getting married. And when you're a woman. A silly woman. (laughs) And even the smallest thing is going to upset you. Now- the reality is she can't make you upset. Only you can make you upset. And the reality is there's that story about the scorpion and the frog. The scorpion says to the frog, can I hop on your back? Take me across the river. Frog says, no, because you're going to sting me. Scorpion says, no, I'm not going to sting you. So they go across the river. And just as the scorpion's jumping off the frog's back, he stings it. Just as the frog is jumping off the scorpion's back. No, scorp. Frog was on scorpions. But, okay. No, the other oh. way, as I'm saying. Frog swims. One of them swimming. Stop it. Okay. okay. Frog is swimming. Scorpion's Frog on is top. swimming. Gets to the other side. Stings him. Scorpion stings him. Frog says, why did you do that? Scorpion says, it's my nature. That's what they do. This girl who knows she's flaky and uses that as an excuse or she just is that way. The idea that you expect her yeah. to be any different. Yeah is insanity. She'll always be that way. So she will always bail. And she will bail at your wedding too. Oh, yeah. Now, the fu- the other part of the other girls who are a little older, one was married and pregnant or just pregnant, but either way, and then the others who are older, already been that, done that. They've done all of that drinking. And you probably don't do that much of it anymore and certainly won't pretty soon. So the chemistry that was happening between the flake, the pregnant one, and the three girls that have been there, done that, they did dinner and now they're done. They don't want to bar hop and all that. You're asking them to do stuff they don't really want to do. And yeah, for you, they're going out for your dinner. But the reality is there was no chemistry between everybody. So trying to get your quote unquote friends who are not really friends with each other to be friends with each other for the night is a bit of a big task. They're all more concerned with themselves, as Eliza will tell you, with her wedding. Everybody's busy doing their own thing, or and you yet do her bridesmaids. My bachelorette party, where everyone checked their phone. One friend decided that she was going to fight with her boyfriend, left the bar early, and no one had fun but me. And I was like, I don't care what you hookers do, I'm still going to enjoy this. Um, so that's what it is. I also think as girls, like we have this idea, like it's my bachelorette party, let's get crazy. If you don't have those kind of friends, they're not going to do it, especially when you have disparate friends, like from different walks of life. Mom, I think you summed it up the best. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and and Emily, Emily's nodding. Yep. By yep, the way, I'm it. sorry. And you're like, she's younger than me. It's like, well, if you're already in your late 20s, what is she, like 15? You're not going to be friends with this girl anyway. She's this over. Ha- this happens too. Just when you get married, um, you know, it's just your life structure is different. And then you have kids. You just have less time. This isn't about like, oh, if you're single, you're going to lose all your friends. This is just, you just have less time for stuff like that. And she's shown you her true colors. 
And like you said, you are the frog. You're yep. the frog. She was the frog. You're the frog. Kick it. Yeah. She expected okay. not well, to get not. stung. Just, just want to point out that this person, the way that they're talking about it, it's very clear that they have an idea of how things should go. Sure. Right? They're like, well, I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to have to settle down. Oh, that's a good point. This is how my wedding is supposed to go. This is what friends do. This is what a maid of honor does. I think she had very like movie-like hopes of- Which is not of your fault. These- because no. society, we've convinced women like you're going to get this, this, and this. I would mm-hmm. take this as a lesson in knowing that you can't control everything and just this will be what it was. Unfortunately, this is what your bachelorette party was and this is what you'll think about. So take a page from this going into your wedding in terms of like letting go and just letting things be what they are. Because your wedding's yeah. going to be great even if it's terrible based on how you look at it. Well, even if it's terrible. Can we lock the dog out? No. She's right there. All right. Kick it. Kick it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Anonymous, hey, Eliza, love the pod, need some advice as a woman who had a baby in her late 30s. I'm 36, female, husband is 37, male. We've pushed off kids for one reason or another and are about to start trying, but I'm terrified of having a child with congenital issues beyond my control because of my age. We did genetic testing. Neither of us are carriers for anything, but I know some developmental disorders happen as a fluke and these risks increase with maternal age. 
Did you struggle with these fears? And if so, how did you get over it? I didn't because I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% bad bitch. How does the song go? Anyway, um, it's always a thought. Freak things can always happen. You can also have the kid and then something goes wrong. Your genetics harbor deep secrets against you. Sure, you don't know that. You don't know. No. You do all the tests. 36 is not old. 36 is not old. My God. No, I had Eliza at- 52, right? Eliza at 33 and Ben at 36. Eliza had Sierra at 38. Yeah. 38 and a half. Well, that's why she's asking me. Yeah, so, but we're both telling you, you get all the tests you can get. You do everything you can do. Uh, and there are tests that you can do later, but you have to weigh out, do you want to do an amniocentesis? I chose not to because something could go wrong in doing the test. These are all your choices, but there's always a billion reasons not to do something. And you could even do those tests. And you said everything was fine, but a lot of people still have the kid. So reality check, you have the baby and everything's fine. Then you get to kindergarten and find out your kid's dyslexic. Then after that, you find out, hmm, not really good at sports either. Hmm, not good they, at math either. And then they become you know? a comic and they talk about how they're <laughs> dyslexic and why that's debilitating. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's perfect. Be, yeah, so don't let that bog you down and do not talk to anyone else about it. This is between you and your husband. You're going to be fine. I think a lot more don't people are off. fine than we realize. Yeah, and just stay off social media. But do it already. What, have the baby? Do it already. Do you it keep already. putting it off. You wait till you're 40. Could wait. Daryl mm-hmm. Hannah's like 65 and she's having a baby. What? Why is this what? not in the news? What? This is a thing that's happening. Neil Young and Daryl Hannah are having what? a baby. Neil, Google it. Neil Old? Mom. You're a couple? They're oh, a couple. Please. What? The mermaid and- Well, let's see how it goes. Hold on a second. I mean, I wish them the best of luck, but maybe they're having a baby with somebody else's egg and sperm because sperm oh, gets old so. too. It says, no, oh, she must have harvested eggs. Daryl Hannah expecting their first child together. She's 61. Mm. But I don't know why this isn't in the news more. Did something happen or is nobody cares? Where did you hear about it? Where are you getting this news? Yahoo.google.chat.nz. <laughs> I don't know. I just heard it. Things waft into my bailing. I'm excited for her. But for sure, that's a harvested egg because she's not having eggs at 60. Those are either her eggs from a long time ago or somebody else's. You get canceled for saying women can't have eggs. Mom. And then also there's- And then there's men's sperm is also old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, in my new book, I talk a lot about how it's always like on the woman. Watch out for that old sperm. That's true. Usually it's, you got a weird kids because your husband had weird, sad sperm that didn't get off the couch. So hopefully he was genetically tested Anyways. That's, and that's the be best fine. you can do. You'll be fine. It's a crapshoot. Think of all the idiots that are born to young parents. You'll be fine. Uh, speaking of your book, several people have asked if you're going to do an audio book. I assume you yes, are. I am, but I and have you're not. you're going to read it? I'm going to read it. And that way your fans who don't know how to read. All my dyslexic fans <laughs> who were born to mothers that were 36. <laughs> uh, everybody can get the book, but you know, pre-order it anyway to support the cause. Support yeah. the fatherland. The motherland. Totally. The more, yeah, Eliza.com. The more pre-orders, the closer it gets to the bestseller the list. The closer I get to being the asshole celebrity I've always been destined to be. Uh, but you don't have to order from Amazon. Please spread it out. Barnes & Noble. And then there's like Anywhere. a billion other retailers. Eliza.com slash book. I hope nobody can hear the background. There's paint, a paint machine. Yeah. There's construction going on in the background. We're ready. Anyway. Nobody cares. R says, hi, Eliza. Firstly, thank you for all the laughs. First time writing in, let's get into it. I'm a 31-year-old female with a mentally ill, narcissistic mother. My sister and I have pondered endlessly on what could be her diagnosis, but she refuses to get help because she thinks she isn't the problem. Maintaining a relationship with her has created a lot of trauma for me. So about a year ago, after a traumatic experience that only ended after my boyfriend got involved and told her to stay away from me, I decided to cut off all contact with her for the sake of my mental health. I have bipolar disorder, was diagnosed three years ago after an intense manic episode that destroyed my life and have since made a full recovery thanks to medication and a great support system. My boyfriend and I have been talking about getting married in a couple of years. I was thinking of inviting my mother as an olive branch until my cousin called and told me my mother came to visit her at work. My mother gossiped and complained about me and my sister to my cousin for over an hour. She called my sister a narcissist and shared details of what I did when I was manic. I was very upset to hear what she said and felt horrible that my cousin had to endure this. So my question is, should I invite my mother to my wedding? 
My relationship with her was complicated and it could be argued that I owe her because she was the first one to identify that something was wrong with me. I lived with my mother and father while I was recovering and my father supported me financially, but living with them was a nightmare. I could also be okay with not inviting both of them since I don't have a strong relationship with my dad either, although he supported me while I was recovering. What do I do? Should I invite both? Do I only invite my dad? Should I skip sending an invitation? Is there another option? I'm not seeing help. Thank you for all you do, R. I know. Okay. You do invite them. You absolutely invite them. If you're all healed and you're on medication and she helped you identify that and the father helped you financially and they have each other to deal with, that's not your problem. And as long as you are mentally aware of her crap, she's not going to walk you down the aisle. She's not invited to the processional. She's invited as a guest. Sit her with your cousin who heard all the crap anyway. And your the cousin already knows her issues. And you didn't say your relationship with your cousin, but I assume it's normal. So she, it really says a lot about the mother more than it says about you. And bravo to you for leading a normal life and having a wedding. Do invite her. She is your mother. He is your father. Sit him at a table, not near the dance floor and Put not him at near a table you. in the bathroom. <laughs> but also, I, uh, I feel like, you wouldn't be questioning this if you knew that not inviting your mother might hurt her feelings. And the reason it would hurt her feelings is because she does love you. I I have to imagine that. Yeah, I think If she right. was like, I have a bitch daughter that I hate, you would know it and she wouldn't want to go to your wedding. True. So if she doesn't come, she does hate you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't want, if you invite her, you're afraid to hear she's not coming. By the way, like you can straight up say to your mom, like, I would like to invite you. I just think you don't like me. And then she'll say, what do you mean don't like you? I love you. And it'll be, charge her she'll with it. She'll say she loves you, but yeah. she still doesn't like you. Yeah. It's not good. Don't even do that. <laughs> Just invite her. Let her decide to come or not come. Way, not on you. Even if for some reason, she's probably talking shit because she feels hurt. Let's say she does say horrible things at the wedding. You shouldn't even be hearing them because you'll be dancing and like greeting other guests and like you'll be busy with your wedding. I have no idea what anyone said to anyone at my wedding. Right. And you don't have the time. You don't have the time. I, I mean, I guess the concern is this question asker is very private about their life and their the manic episode they went to. Everybody and, knows. The mom is just telling people. So I guess if she comes to the wedding, she might just be telling everyone, like, remember that crazy thing that happened? Yeah. But I feel like your family knows. Water under the bridge. Also, everybody knows it already. If anything, knows. it's her luggage to unpack. And that's what she's doing. And the bride, this is her day. And as long as you get into that head that this is your day and that your husband, in spite of knowing that you are manic, loves you and knows you're dealing with it, ignore that she's, if you can be sure that you're in your head, she's not going to ruin it. You really should invite her because you're the bigger person. Also, is there a version where you say to your mom, like, I need you to not discuss this private matter with anyone? Too late. She already did, right? Just the cousin. Oh. Who the yeah, fuck else wants to hear? I also wonder what the traumatic event is that the boyfriend probably, like, got her out of. Like, I, if your mom attacked you, don't invite her to your wedding. But if she's just out there saying oh, do, bad things about you, you let know, her sit in the back. Why do I feel like you tried to kill yourself? I feel like that's what it was or something Probably. like. And you know what? It's not the coolest thing to do, but you don't have anything to be embarrassed about. Right. Like you you didn't and you took steps to make it better. You're not an addict. You're not um, you're not doing anything bad. You are healing. Nobody is perfect. So if everybody in that room wants to sit there and explain how perfect they are and how they've never made a mistake, great. But also I would like to think somebody invited to your wedding loves you despite your flaws. They're all happy that you're getting married. No, he's, no one yes. except your mom possibly is and a there couple with of friends, bad feelings. Ex except for all of your bridesmaids <laughs> and every girl you've ever known. And every girl you've ever known. <laughs> Dear Liza, Emily, and crew, I've been a fan since getting a Netflix subscription after my divorce and discovering your specials. I am not in your typical demographic, but would like your advice. This is from someone named Joe. So it is a man, surprisingly. Okay. I'm excited. All right, me too, Joe. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm a 48-year-old divorced man split for almost five years now with three kids, the youngest being 12. I see my kids on weekends, typical of a custody agreement. I live in upstate New York. Culturally, I don't fit in here. I was born in black. New York City and there's a significant difference when he's you black. go a few hours north and west of the Big Apple. Is it because he's black? Think more kid well, rock than I'm just saying, rock. I just thought, I just figured, okay, fine. Just, I don't think of, I don't know. City versus the worst thing, it snows a lot. Like every few years, there is a three-foot snowstorm. Oh, we're Here's way up Here's the thing I'm north. writing in about, though. 
I've thought a lot about this and I really do see myself living out the rest of my days in a city on the West Coast. I've traveled enough for work to see different areas of the country and feel like that's where I should be. I wouldn't do this until my youngest graduates high school, which is basically six years away. So clearly I have time to really mull this over. I'm looking for the typical fresh start. I know you've given advice to younger people thinking about moving and starting fresh somewhere. What about someone my age? Kids move away from their parents all the time, but not vice versa. Would I be selfish in making this move? My kids are the only thing keeping me here. I love them, but I understand that as they turn into adults, I won't be seeing them as much anymore. I'll always be a FaceTime call away and a flight away if needed in person. I feel like the rest of my life I want to lead is not here. Am I crazy for wanting this? Thank you so much, Joe. Well, first off, how old is he now? He is 48. So he'll be 53 when his 12-year-old graduates high school. Uh, yeah, probably like 54. 54. I think six years from now. So he's starting a brand. Now, I don't know what he does for a living or how easy that would be. Oh. Let's say it's easy. Let's say it's easy. Let's say he can go. Let's say he can go and he can get a new job. Let's say he works remotely. Yeah. Oh, what, Let's say so he leads knitting classes remotely. Right. <laughs> What about the pearl when you do a knit and a pearl? He could drop a stitch. Could drop a stitch. Joe, drop it. All right. Um, I think that it's time. The other, the flip side to that is, are your kids going to college? Where are they going? You don't know. But they may be out of state to begin with. You may encourage them to go to school in California. You know, you got three kids and chances are all three are not even going to want to be in the same state in the same college. So everybody's going to be, it's not like, you know, when you have a big family, and everybody is in the same neighborhood and they all do the same stuff. When you're Italian. And you right? And then your kids all go to school and come back home because all their friends are there. That's a different story. I mean, here, I raised my kids in Dallas. Then when they were graduated college, I moved to Florida. They moved to Los Angeles. There was no reason to stay in one place. So, Joe, if you go... You should go. You should go, Joe. Because you don't know where they're going to go. And if you wait, stay... You should go, Joe, because you don't know where they're going to go. Joe doesn't know. He doesn't know. Go because your kids want you to be happy. They're going to be busy, especially, like, not only in college, but those first few years after. Like, you are so busy. Even when you visit your family, you're like, can I bring a friend? Can I go out with my friends? Right. They're flitting all around. And these are the years that you have, like, you know, one day it won't be so easy. You should definitely go. They would love to visit you in California. You should definitely go. You deserve a shot at being happy unless you're a bad person. Now, I'm not sure the the 12-year-old certainly could move right now because they're just starting high school. They could move. I'm not really clear on how old the other two are. No one knows. I assume he needs to be near the the ex-wife for custody. Oh, right, right, she's right, in right, upstate. Right, right, so you right. do the 12, you, you move, maybe you take a trip, maybe bring the 12-year-old out there with you. They're always welcome to come. But just because you're a parent doesn't mean you stop living your own life completely, I think. Not completely, but a lot of it a has lot to of be it. given up. And you did a lot of that. And you stayed, which a lot of dads wouldn't do. Right. Not now, that you deserve points for that, but like, that's great. And- you should go. This may be even more complex because you don't know yeah, in the divorce agreement if he's not allowed to move or she's not allowed to move. What if All she things, says, oh, I'm moving to California? Well, Can she's a bitch. All things equal, you should definitely go in six years and do yes. the research now. Right. And that's that. And your kids hopefully will support that. They want you to be happy. And if possible, what, I don't know your income situation, but if you could buy something out there now while while borrowing money is still cheap... That's what you should do, even if you can rent it out. There you go. Because- You know what? My mom will give you her number after you can financially consult her. <laughs> no, seriously. She's got a lot. I know Interest rates are going to go up three more times this year. This year. Bar- so if you buy, low, buy something Joe. now- Buy low. Get it. Kick it. Just saying. Hey, I'm a 26-year-old guy currently living in the US. Fuck. And I'm a grad student. Look at all these dudes. I grew up- I grew up in a very religious Muslim family and I was under the influence of the religion for a long time. So I've never really been in a relationship. Now that I'm not religious anymore, I have problems with opening up conversations that can lead to relationships. I have no problem communicating with my friends or coworkers, but I feel like I choke up when it comes to asking a girl out. I went to an all boys school. So essentially I never talked to girls when I was a kid or a teenager. How can I get better at that? Are you familiar with Rajesh Kuthrapali? 
<laughs> He's the character on Big Bang, could never talk to a woman. He's all talking to his friends, and a woman comes in the room, quiet, could never say anything okay. until he learned to drink. <laughs> Tell you what, I mean, I don't know how much of your religion you shed, but a drink, liquid courage. Well, no, because some people are bad drinkers, yeah, and then true. you're like the asshole. Um, I think a great way to talk to women is to listen to women. Oh, big deal. I can't believe I just said that. I love that. Do you work with any women? Also, listen to me. Women love a project, okay? If you open up to a girl, pick an ugly one, because then the hot one's going to think you're hitting on her. Open up to a girl that you know and just be like, I'm just trying to get out there and date more and talk more. She will suck you up under her bosom. She will invite you to parties. They will go shopping with you. Women love a project. Become a project. You know what? Don't pick one that you're not attracted to just in case she becomes the one. Don't practice on somebody that doesn't okay. have a chance. I was just joking. Just pick a, or do you have a friend at work that's a girl? Do you have, just, and all, and listen. Go to a party with your friends. Just say hi. Don't be put, and just let her talk. And they will kind of. Yeah, but maybe we should give them a couple of things to say to help the conversation. Uh, and don't say come here often. But it depends on where you were. I don't think he's ready to like hit on someone as no, much as just No, but to, to talk to somebody. You start with the word hi, usually. Hi. Ask them how they're, ask them about themselves. You're at a bar and you're just like, what's the best thing to drink here? I mean, it's going to sound like a lot. I don't know. It's like, are you, are you wanting to hit on girls or are you wanting to just be more comfortable with girls? Well, I think he's starting with be more comfortable and then he'll make the decision if he's going to hit on them or not. I don't know. That's tough because every girl now like knows what a line is. I'm telling you, befriend some girls at work and let them help you. Because they'll be like, oh my God, come out no. with us. Well, we're making that assumption that he has friends that also, are girls Also, here's an work. idea. He may be in an IT department where there are no girls. My, it depends on where you live. You could live in San Francisco and then- You could also there. go out with a guy, a couple of guys and say, I'm really bad at the girl part. Let me watch you. Show me what you're doing. You know, be light about it, but go out with other guys like There's in also, a group of guys. You could talk to a girl like a guy. Like, I don't think you're having these like masculine discussions about testosterone and like- concepts like numbers that m women can't grasp just talk, just if a girl comes over be like hey how's your night i'm liking the idea that he goes out with a couple of guys well yeah then you're gonna go out alone talking. and just yell and, like i am uncomfortable help me no you just I'm stay alone. there and if somebody when they see you not talking somebody's liable to say something to you and then you answer oh the best is if one of your friends is an asshole and you go out and he was rude if you apologize for your oh, friend that's girls will love a that good one sorry my my friend's a dick i don't know i i'm not i'm kind of shy Oh my God, you're shy. Let me open my blouse. I don't I think you. I, I, this person didn't mention if they're on the apps or not, but that seems like a very low stakes way to talk to people via texting, via messaging, because then you can think about what you're going to say and progress that naturally into like a phone call, yeah. FaceTime, whatever. You want even lower stakes? Go on Craigslist. <laughs> no. Craigslist. <laughs> Go to a men's room wall. But those are the things. Get back to us on what you're on your oh, work circumstances oh, and where you live. Go out with a bunch of guys like from work. Don't go out with like all your brothers or other religious guys. Go out with guys from work or something like that. Like just after work for a drink. Say to you, when I go for a drink. There you go. And by the way, make sure you only have one drink because we don't know if you're an asshole when you're Yeah, drunk. make sure you're not an asshole when you're <clears> drunk. <throat> uh, yeah. And remember this, women owe you nothing. Just remember that. Oh, you know what? You should have a beer because that's very low alcohol and lasts a long time if you don't chug it down. You could nurse that one beer for a long time. Yeah, nurse that beer. <laughs> That's it. Nurse the beer. <laughs> it's the same advice we give to a girl. Nurse that beer. Yeah, exactly. Nurse that nip. Kick it. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, 
reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. and friends. I've been wanting to reach out to you for about a year now, but I wanted to see how this played out because it kept getting worse. Oh my God. I, pre- I appreciate that this person had a situation and they were like, let's see if it gets weirder before I waste a question. Too funny. Say, this is so much drama. I'll do my best to give you enough information. There will be an update on this issue in June. Oh, wait. <laughs> I got- Why should we answer now? Yeah, this, this is, is a saga. Updated in June. I'll just stay for the conclusion. <laughs> I got married in September 2021 to my lovely husband, Ethan. Shout out to my husband for getting me tickets to your Philly show for my birthday. It was awesome. And he loved it too. What up, Ethan? (laughs) Anyway, I've been friends with this group of girls for 15 years. Yes, I asked all of them, four girls, to be bridesmaids. Did they all show up to my wedding? Nope. Planning a wedding with COVID was stressful enough. But on top of it, I had one of my best friends ghost me the whole time. She never responded about my bachelorette party no showed for my bridal shower, and you guessed it, never showed up to my wedding. Is she did? Our group of friends gave her the benefit of the doubt for how she was acting because she's a mom of three little kids oh. and was very scared about COVID. However, I feel that does not excuse her to be a shitty friend. She never she once did. sent me a text that she was not attending my bridal shower or wedding. <gasps> she didn't even bother to send back the RSVP for either event Ew. or a gift. Well, she called and said she's not coming. She did? She has three. She said. No. She, didn't you say that she's no, called she and just, told me she's not coming? You just said that. No, she didn't say that. Then she, she said never she never once sent me a text that she was not attending. She didn't even bother to send back the RSVP. The weekend on my wedding, I knew she was not going to show up, but I had some faith in her and was hoping for a text message congratulating me or sending me some love, but I got nothing. <gasps> once again, I gave her the benefit of the doubt. Why? We passed. We came back from our honeymoon and I went on Facebook to see her congratulating a random person we went to high school with on his engagement post. This was the last straw. I was furious. I texted the three other girls to let them know how I was feeling and told them I am leaving our group chat and ending that friendship. They wanted me to reach out to her and explain how I was feeling, but I didn't feel like wasting my time or energy anymore. If she can ghost me, I can ghost her too. I left the group text. The other three girls and I started a new group chat and we are closer than ever. They stated that they only speak to her on occasion. She has never once asked why I left that chat. Here's my issue. Katie. One of the good friends is having her son's first birthday party in June. She invited all of us. I'm freaking out about seeing this shitty friend. What do I do? Do I ignore her or just say hi? Last year, with all the stress and drama, my anxiety worsened and made me physically sick. I'm terrified that this is going to happen again once June gets closer. Side note, Tess, another one of the girls, got married two weeks before me. This shitty friend never showed up to her bachelorette, bridal shower, or wedding either. However, it seemed that Tess received a message from her apologizing or got a gift. Oh, you didn't get a gift either. Yeah. You got nothing. No you got response. No. First Good of all, day, sir. this thing where you kept having faith in her, you're being a frog. <laughs> just like the girl from the last one. Hope the scorpion doesn't sting me. Ribbit, ribbit. I just have to say, like this thing where you kept having faith in her. I, I guess it's like, you're going to go to this party now. What's the worst thing that can happen? She shows up and is like, hi. And you're like, hey, pass the Ralph's cake. Well, you have two options. You co- show up, punch her straight in the face. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Ronnie. <laughs> you know, I th- honestly, Don't- it bothers you. And it bothers you to the point that we're spending all this time. You sent Eliza a letter. You're you sent me a the letter. whole thing. Whereas you... If you called her, would she not answer the phone? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you ca- you were so agog that she ha- was acting that way. Well, and maybe and- you did something and you're completely unaware of it. It just seems odd. There's also the version where like she thought she sent back the RSVP. Like there is the version where she is like, yeah, I did write back. I did send yeah, that. You have three kids. You get the same a little thing weird. to that other girl's wedding. Yeah, she's rude. Before, she's so rude it, and- it, you were going to find it out sooner rather than later. COVID exacerbated it. You go, you don't let her ineptitude dictate your entertainment. You want to go to your friend's party. Oh, absolutely. So you, you can't go, give her that power. No, you cannot give anyone that power ever. Okay. Especially because you did nothing wrong. Well, first of you don't even know she's going to go to the party. Yeah. You just go. And when you see her, I promise you, it will not be as bad as you think. And she'll say hi. And you should be like, hey. And then you just walk away. Treat her like a stranger because that's who she is now. 
That's a good point. It's, it she still makes you feel up, bad. And you'll spend the whole time worried. And she's exactly. not there. And you will have been so like annoyed and you would have spent all this energy on it. This is something that we do as women is we spend all this time. And I do this too. So I'm not saying I'm like better than you. You plan all this stuff in your head and you mull over all these situations. You get there. It's like, oh, so she actually died earlier. I can't stuck in traffic. Well, you have two options really. You know, you want to find out if she RSVP'd to this party. If she's not going, yeah. then it's nothing to think about. Here's a question. What would a man do? He would just fucking go. And he'd say, hey, Terry. And that would be that. <laughs> That's it. Right. It really- I, I mean, also, here's my question. This might be a wedding etiquette thing, but they're saying both of these women didn't receive her SVP card, but they still held out hope. If you don't get it back, yeah. the person's not coming, right? You don't count them down as a maybe. And, and you, don't, yeah. you don't pay the cost of a plate and the place setting to put them there. When you see her, you go, I right. paid for your chicken or fish. You fucking bitch. I paid for your chicken or fish. No. Why don't you just call her? No, at the end of the day, you do not put a place setting. You do not pay for that person. If God forbid they show up, too bad. Uh, I would not think about it if I were you. I know it bothers you. You If it really bothers the only thing you can control is yourself. Call her and be like, hey. And you'd be like, I just want to know, like, did I do something? And she'll be like, no, you know, I'm a mother and I had COVID. She's an asshole. This person's an asshole. Why do we as women have this like genetic desire to keep people close that we don't even like? I even get it. I'm like, I don't like that person. I should reach out to them. Drop her. Drop her. You see her at the party? Hey, hey, Rachel, you look weird. Bye. Well, they made a new group chat, so. It's not wrong, you know, when you see her, just go, hey, and that's it. Just one hey, that's it. Hey, I, I do it all the time. If I don't like someone, hey, how are you? And then that's it. That's it. And if she says anything, you can be like, dude, did you, I have a question. Did you never get my invite to my wedding? And she'll be like, no, I did. And then you'll be like, so you just don't RSVP now? And then she'll either say, I thought I did, in which case it's all cleared up, or no, I just don't. And, th- and then you're done. You're either going to confirm she's a crazy person or rude, or it will reveal itself that she made a mistake. Yeah. Well, Poppy Mel would say, well, that's my father. Poppy Mel, <laughs> Poppy Mel is my father. That's Eliza's name for my father. And he always had this line. He said, remain civil, but not cordial. That's the thing. If you, you can say, explain the difference. and walk away. Civil, but not cordial. So one step above punching someone in the mouth, <laughs> but do not smile. Just civil. Hello. That's it. Or hi. That's it. How walk away. Not cordial. Do not be cordial. No reason to be cordial. That's it. And that's it. Cut it off. You're done. You are not responsible for other people's insanity. Shake it off. Go be with your husband. You'll actually feel better when you're civil for saying hello and then walk away. I put all this energy in the girl's not coming. (laughs) God, there's this one guy that I don't like and he's friends with my friends and I saw him the other day and every time you talk to him, he always makes like a big production and he he makes himself the center of attention. He's just annoying. And I just walked by and I was like, hey man, and that's it. And I just walked by. And he was just kind of like, oh, and I was just like, we're not, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this weird right. game that you, I don't want to do it. Oh, I know that I, guy. No. Kick <laughs> <laughs> it. This, okay. If this person no skipped two weddings and decides to go to a one-year-old's birthday, they're a full maniac. What a weird right. choice of event. Plus yeah. they're leaving their three kids home to do that. Any excuse. Maybe her kids tied her up. Maybe, who knows? Also, it's this thing where like, yeah, your life changes. And when you have kids, you're so busy, but you can always eke out a text. These people that I just didn't have, what, you you didn't have time to be a human? Just one one minor thing. The other friends already know her because she's been in this text. So what we do know is there's nothing wrong like death of children or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you would have found that out already from the other girls. Yeah. Death of children. If only. Next question. If God forbid something happens, you just send a note and said that's How many times does something bad happen? I've been like, someone better be dead. <laughs> I was inconvenienced are. slightly for three minutes in traffic. Someone had better have lost their life. <laughs> I Take say it. that in traffic now and it really upsets my family. Because I'm late to go on a self-imposed <laughs> errand to get ice cream. Someone better be dead. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> what? You say kick it. Kick it. <laughs> what? Hi, ladies. I'd love some advice on a situation with a friend. Very well. For some context, I'm a 31-year-old female, and my best friend, we'll call her Amelia, is 35. She has been in an on-and-off situation with the most toxic guy for over a year. I say situation because it has never been a true relationship, despite him going through phases where he treats her like his girlfriend for a bit, 
but then will totally drop her and stop contacting her. She'll swear him off forever, but sure enough, he worms his way back in. Then the cycle repeats itself. He uses his recent divorce as the reason why he can't fully commit to her. But to be honest, I just don't think he even likes her enough. I'll always be of the mindset that if a guy truly likes a girl, he'll make it happen no matter what. Thank you. My question is, (laughs) my question is, as her best friend, how do I support her in this? To be frank, I'm exhausted by how much we talk about him. I'm tired of giving my advice, which is cut him off because she deserves better. And I'm sick of watching her continue to set herself up to get hurt. I want her to know I'm here for her, but talking about the guy is taking up way too much time and energy in our friendship. Thank you. I went through this. Yeah. With a friend. Right, yeah. Who we started off as just like acquaintances because we live near each other. And I could hear her and her boyfriend fighting. And I was like, it's not really my place. Like you and I just walk our dogs together. Then we became friends. Then we became very close friends. And my tolerance went from, oh, I don't really know you two. Hey, you know, maybe this isn't great too. He's a fucking asshole. This is the worst version of you. I actually don't want to hear it. If this really is your best friend, I don't know why women are so afraid of their friends, but- this is your best friend. You sit her down, Amelia, and you say, I love you so much and I am here for you. But considering the fact that you keep repeating these cycles, I don't have the mental energy to keep talking about him because it doesn't ever go anywhere. I don't like him. I don't like the way he treats you. I love you, but I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay? That's what you say. Because we all have this weird fear that like, what if they get together and then everyone knows your opinion? Great! Then everyone knows your opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't like him. There's nothing he can do to make it better, okay? And the more you keep saying that, the more she'll like start to fucking wake up. Yeah. You just draw a line because it's not fun for you. Not fun for you is not really No, but it's not nice. You don't want to keep... I mean, how many times have I like said the same thing to you and you're like, all right, all right. I don't want to discuss it anymore. There's nothing more to say. Mentally exhausting. Yeah, you feel... It's almost like you say, I feel bad for you. Because there's something missing in you that makes you keep reaching out to this guy that it's not going to happen. Don't say that because that makes it sound like you're mad at her. I feel bad for you versus I love you. Well, you do love her, but I feel bad because you are allowing him to do this to you. You're holding out the hopes that he's going to marry you. Well, what if he did marry you? What this comes down to, which would be awful, what this comes down to is you're afraid your friend isn't mature enough to hear the reality of it. It's okay for you to say, I don't like him because I don't like how he treats you. I don't like who you are when you're not with him. And all you do is talk about him. And as your friend, like, you know, you're not her therapist and you're not her mother. You're not obligated to listen to this. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's not, the whole thing is not about how you don't have to listen. And that's you're, in addition you're giving to, her, yeah. I'm just saying right. in addition to it, yeah. it's not a fun hang. No, but again, it's not fun because, for you, but you're more concerned. You shouldn't be concerned about what's fun for you. It's I'm not. Really it's in addition to, it's like, here are several reasons. And, and a tertiary reason is also this isn't fun, fun as your me. friend. I'm not having fun. <laughs> I'm not having any fun Who listening cares to your bullshit. <laughs> if she knows how you feel, which, and, and she's a shitty friend if she's going to pick this turd over you. What are we in, like a rom-com? Well, you don't like my friend. You must not want me to be happy. Yeah, you're right. Maybe you're not happy. Yeah, this is, this all comes down to as women, you have to be okay with upsetting some people. <laughs> Well, she, yeah. You don't like him. You don't like him. And that doesn't make you a bitch and it doesn't make you wrong. You have plenty of reasons. It's not like you just met him and you're like, oh, I don't like him because I'm jealous. It's been years. Yeah, I guess. What's this girl's goal? Is it like she just wants to marry him so badly it doesn't matter all the other stuff about him? She doesn't have, you know what you got to do is get her real drunk, take her out and meet that nice Muslim guy who doesn't (laughs) talk to any girls, hook him up. Take her out. Once she sees that there's other guys out there that could talk to her, unless she's a real uggo. I don't know. She could be real uggo. Well, there could uggo. be other issues. She could be She's uggo. got some issues. Mom, she could be uggo <laughs> of heart and mind and of body. Heart. I think she has so, some self-esteem issues. That's the thing. She yeah. feels that no one else would love her. Or like she is might. so hot and he's so hot and there's no one else in their ugly town. So they have to be hot <laughs> together. I, under, I know that feeling. <laughs> okay. Emily is laughing, by the way. Like you can't hear it audibly. Cause she's like doing like swallowing her mouse laughs, but she's laughing. Everybody's everybody's having fun. I was also drinking water mm. and didn't want to. You know what? I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Oh, she's drinking water, not soda. It's very good. Very good. Very good. So. Uh, I had my one baby Coke I'm allowed to have per day already, and so I can't have another. She's like, good it's for water. You. I'm like, good that's for a you. clip soda. You're like, well, kick it. <laughs> okay, kick it. <laughs> 
Hi, AIA crew. I love the pod and have saved my question for something very important. Eliza, in your most recent hilarious video you made imitating TikTok videos, <laughs> you use a voice I call, I'm so bored I made a video voice where the speaker ends every sentence like they're reading a phone book during a filibuster. Let me- the cadence <laughs> yeah. and sound is jarring. Thank you. My question is, why? Why is this the new talk? We've had vocal fry, uptick, valley girl, and so many come mm. before it. This is the worst yet. It's so ubiquitous now that my favorite accounts are using it in their videos. I love your take on things and have listened every Wednesday since the start. I'd love to hear your hot take on this one. Hugs and love to you all. That's now, fascinating. The video they sent, do you know which one they're talking about? Yeah, it's this. Um, it's this video. And because the reason people are starting to talk like this yeah. is because of the internet's fascination with ASMR. And nobody likes to hear a woman with a booming voice. So this is not only kind of sultry and tapping into the fact that men like to hear it, it's also very soothing. Also, the majority of people don't have great personalities and are not actual performers. So what happens is they're just getting through it as fast as they can because they don't know what they're saying. Also, when you edit and you don't have the voiceover planned out, you are beholden to the length of your edit. So doing it really fast, making sure it sounds really sexual. Everybody is getting a boner. I'm getting through what I'm saying. Also, I heard someone do this. And because I have no opinion on creativity, I'm imitating someone else. Introducing Zoom apps. Use the app you love right in your meetings. Zoom apps makes meetings more engaging, productive, and fun. I was just reading what was ever was on the thing. I thought that you were doing a Britney Spears impression in the video. Well, if you think about it, uh. If you think about it, like that voice is really soft. And I remember earlier iterations of it on Instagram were like, let me turn you on to this buttered bread. There's a softness to it. It's why AI has like that sexy voice. Nobody does an AI that's like, get out your laundry and fold it. <laughs> Nobody does an AI that's like, you're annoying mother. <laughs> it's always to give men boners. How come there's no AI that sounds like Chris Evans or like any one of the Hemsworth, even like the shorter one that's like not as hot, but still hot? Because no, <laughs> you know because- there's a third? Because men are making- Robots and men want to hear a submissive woman say, yes, I will set your alarm for your bunion medicine. Well, what would you rather? I would rather hear it too. I can't <laughs> stand when I hear someone with vocal fry. Vocal Drives fry. me insane. And, and the fry, not only is it bad for your voice, but just hearing it makes me feel like someone didn't have the energy to actually take a breath. So annoying. Um, but I'm, t I'm telling you that's what the answer is. It's a lot of people who aren't actually performers who are, you know, and it's a visual medium. So you just want something soothing to kind of like take a shit to while you fall asleep. And look, I look at a lot of it, but it's partially that. And honestly, like I look at a lot of TikToks, a lot of it is, I watch a lot of these and I'm like, this sounds like a fascinating topic. Like, let's talk about what happened at Revolve Fest this weekend. And I'm like, okay, so you're shitting on this thing, but to what end? To what end? Are you going to cancel Coachella? No. Are you going to not buy fast fashion? No. You're not, un oh, wow, big corporations are evil. Fucking shocker. No one is having any conclusions. They're just sort of ruminating. The worst is you think these are like interesting. They'll be like, let me tell you about the five most interesting deaths that happened in Los Angeles last year. They're just reading a Wikipedia article. Right. These yeah. are not journalists. The one that upsets me is when they put this sad music and they'll be like, come along and take a nostalgia dive. And they show like pictures of malls and the 90s. But the kid doing it is 20, which means you are taking my nostalgia, commodifying it and showing it to me as if you care that I'm crying. The majority of people making this content, they don't, they happen to get a, a bunch of views when they were folding sweaters. And I now they're like, now off, I'm just I folding think we're off topic No, we're here. not because what it is, the commodification of what makes you feel good and people just grasping at stuff. Nobody woke up with a passion for making 15 second videos about, uh, about organizing your refrigerator. And so well, the answer is I did it because I am a keen observationalist. And that is, I'm just mirroring back the way people talk. Let me put you onto this because it's bussin'. Well, let's 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 go with the fact that everything that is said is irrelevant and it's garbage, which it is. It's just a lot of not garbage. Not on this podcast, though. What? Not on this podcast. Oh, no, of course not. But it's a lot of garbage. A lot of garbage. You know, like f the 15 ways to do this, the 10 best yes. ways to do that. It's and just it, content. It's just re right. It's crap content that's repackaged a billion times. But would you rather hear it like this? Yes. Or oh, would you rather hear there it like go. this? I nothing will make me throw my phone quicker than that AI voice that's Bradley Cooper as the raccoon on TikTok. Like Ugh. five ways to have. I'm like, I hate this. So you listen to it because it's pleasurable. But that's it is exactly garbage. right. The, 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 
the content is the same. It's the yeah. medium is the message. Top <laughs> That's five that old Marshall McLuhan Chanel. book. Medium is the message. How they send it there to you, you is how you receive there it. There you go. And that's the reality. Go off, sis. Thank you. And none sis of gender, this sis. stuff. Uh, I'm uh, so tired. I can't get you it out. Right. Okay. Kick it. <laughs> Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. Sydney says, hello, Eliza, Emily, Baby Sobeach, and Shrimp Lips. I saw Eliza call her daughter that on Instagram, and I thought it was hilariously adorable. Did I miss that? It's just the like these little blisters that baby get, babies get from drinking milk when they're like brand new, and they look like shrimp, so I called her Shrimp Lips. Oh, shrimp lip. I am 25 Canadian, living in Nova Scotia, white, female, heterosexual, and finishing up a master's degree in chemistry to pursue law school. By the way. I know these details help you guys. You didn't have to say white. You live in Nova, Nova Scotia. We know you're we white. Know you're white. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I listen every Wednesday and I've watched your specials multiple times over. I'm going to keep my questions simple because while I have so many, because I could my ask intro graduate wasn't. school and crazy family members and my own anxiety and depression, I would that I would love to hear Eliza's opinions on. I pay big money for a therapist, so I'm going to leave all my baggage for someone who's being compensated and ask Eliza something simple. Okay. So thoughtful. No, ask the difficult stuff. <laughs> it's free Go here. Yes, yeah, true. Lately. Wait, it's free anyway. You're Canadian. All right, fine. <laughs> Lately, I've been wanting a septum piercing. However, I don't know if I really want one or if I want to just do something rebellious. When I was 19, I was in a bad place mentally and got my nipple pierced to do something rebellious and ended up loving it. Here I am again at 25 in a bad place with anxiety and depression, and I find myself interested in getting a septum piercing. However, I don't know if I just want to distract myself, if I'm too old, if it's too unprofessional for my career path, Definitely. or if it's actually cute and I should just do it. Okay. Unlike my nipple piercing, sadly I had to remove it because it got infected. Ew. It's a lot easier to hide in a professional sense. Yeah. So this is why I haven't jumped ship yet to get one. What are your thoughts? Do you think it's a unprofessional and I should not be so impulsive. Love you guys. Hoping to see you live today, Eliza. Sydney. And then she shared a picture of herself. Well, the picture doesn't She's really- She's a blonde okay. lady. Do you see yeah. it at all? Super cute. Very pretty. Yeah. Um, nice unless sweater. that's Anya Joy. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> Could that be? Can we see that picture? No, it's, she didn't catfish her. I think that's a real person. Um, look, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I am not a fan. First of all, you're right. You can, there's the version where you get the septum piercing and on the weekends when you're like crazy girl, you put it in. And then at your job where you're filling prescriptions, you take it out. I'm not positive what your job is or if it's unprofessional. I know that there's a big backlash with the younger generation about what professionalism is. Like, yes, you can have dyed pink hair and still, you know, be a professional. It's just about who you want to trust you. Overall, it tends to not look professional and eventually maybe that will change. But for now, it depends what type of person you're trying to attract. I'm not a fan of that piercing. I've seen it over several decades, several different demographics doing it. I always think you look like a baby bull. It always looks like- I was just like, thinking of that. Yeah. Like they'll just drag you around by the nose because you have that bull ring. I've noticed a lot of kids get it. It always looks trashy to me. I'm sorry. I know people have it and they love it. And that's why I don't have one and I don't tell you not to, but- I'm not a fan of that piercing. I am a fan of multiple ear piercings. I have a couple. I'm going to get a couple more, but that's, uh, I think I mean, you know the answer and that's why you're not doing it. What if uh, you're, yeah, you're saying your other one you had to take out because it got infected. What if your nose piercing gets infected? Uh, that's bad news. Especially if you have a cold. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Thinking about it. Maybe. You know, like you could get your nostril pierced. You can get your septum pierced. You can get an eyebrow pierced. You can get your lip pierced. Get it all pierced. Why? Well, what are you what's what are you sending out there? Do you want to date a guy that's got multiple piercings on his face? Maybe you don't look like that kind yeah. of girl. You know what? I I just and it, it is a, it is a piercing that I see a lot of quote unquote like normal looking people get. Like they seem everything looks normal, and then they have that. I get the rebellion thing. I understand wanting to get something pierced for yourself. 
Uh, could you get a fake one and wear it for a little bit to see how you like that? That's and then an if idea. you do, right. then get it. And plus, you can't always take it out. You can always just not do it anymore because a hole, you're not going to see the hole. Like if you got a hole in your lip, you, there'd always yeah. be that little hole there if but, you took it out. But if you took it out of your septum, that's probably also, the wimpiest piercing to get because no one would see that hole if you thought it was a bad mistake and you took it out. It would never also show. Uh, you know what isn't what isn't hardcore is small town punk rock. Like you live in Nova Scotia, so you get that because you don't know a lot of people that do it. And then you come to LA, and it's like, oh, which I, I assume everyone moves to LA. And then you're like, all, all these people that come from their small towns were like they're hardcore, and they get here, and it's like, oh my god, like even my yoga instructor has a face tattoo. So make sure it's for the right reasons, you know. But just know professionally, like you're gonna have to endure people that don't like it. For all the reasons, you know, it's totally okay that you do. And it's totally okay if some people don't want to work with you because of it or view you in a different way. And That's true. They can't fire you for having it if I don't you know already what you have do. the job. What did you say? She was studying for something. What did she chemistry. do? In the What's her? Uh, she, yeah, she's in chemistry. She's studying for, she's going to law school. She has like a master's degree. In it depends on who you plan on representing. You know, right. if you're doing like you family sound like law. A public, you sound like a public defender. Could be that. Could so, be that. You know, maybe get the fake then one. then they'll take whatever you can. Although you're Canadian, so it's a different deal over there. Yeah. Um, I don't even think they're called lawyers. Barristers. Or, I think that, well, that's just, I was just joking. In England, they are. But I think it's called I a lawyer. I don't know what in- A lawman. The, yeah. The, um, I say- Don't do it. Also, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this. You have a very pretty, like clean, like Aritzia model kind of look. What do you, what is like- that's probably why she wants to get it. Don't do that. Why, don't be that girl. Draw more attention to your face. Don't be that girl. That's my thing. Yeah, don't be that girl. Don't be that girl. Because I'm saying, I, do it. Then you see how many doors close to you. And or then, get it and then take it out. And then Big just deal. take it out and say, yeah. "All right, man." No. So I, our I answer like, is do it, but don't do it. I like Emily saying, "Get a fake one." That for was a while. my thing. Oh, it's yours. It was so yours. Sorry, but I was thinking it. Oh, Emily was thinking it. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to get more piercings in my ear. This July. You don't have room. Please don't do that. You should get like one. You don't even know. You don't even look at my ear. I've seen the little gold things going up your ear. As long as you're under my roof, I will (laughs) get my ears pierced. Kick it. Shut up. Top of the gum. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. I feel like I've done this top of the cob. I can't tell. Um, My top of the cob should be that you visited and helped me with a bunch of things. So know that I am grateful for that. But my top of the cob is personalized stationery. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know if you did that or if you just did that lovely gift that you were given of personalized stationery. I have just, I just wrote another thank you note for a gift to our baby. And it is just nice to have envelopes that already have my address and that have my name on them. And it's just a polished thing. Absolutely. I Not like, like 12 piercings in your ear. <laughs> I live in LA <laughs> and I am punk rock. Oh, okay. I'm so that, that that woman may be coming to LA and she I drive be- a Volvo and I have a mortgage and a baby and I'm punk rock. I am punk rock gal. Okay. Okay, no, no. Okay, What's your go. bottom of the cup? Do we do that already? Excuse me. And she will be gone. This is my show. What's your top of the cup? Oh, we don't do the bottom yet. We'll do everybody's top first. It's like fluid. Uh, my top of the cup is... Uh, me, me, me. <laughs> I think you're, you're my top of the cup all the time. So secondarily, my top of the cob is eating anything that Noah makes serendipitously about out of things that were in the refrigerator. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Ooh. he's good like that. He's so good like that. My bottom of the cob is if he happens Wait. to okay, if I go. Oh, is if he happens to throw in cilantro or asparagus. I didn't I don't know like you had that cilantro soap thing. Tastes like soap. You're so much more annoying to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know Ugh. asparagus. Everyone's pee smells. No, I heard, I thought there were some people that it does. There's like two, just two. It, like literally, you've never met that person who uh, talked about their pee openly. Yeah. Uh, Emily, what's your top of the cup? My top of the cup is I finally got in the mail my sweatsuit from Meredith Marks of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, and I realized maybe I'm going to be someone where my pants and my shirt match. Is that what you're wearing right now? No, oh. I'm wearing a sweater of my own design right now. Wait a minute. Why do you want your pants and shirt to, you mean to be the same color or just actually To match like, they, it was like a, a track suit. So it was like that's, a meant to be worn together. That's your top or like, your bottom. Oh, so they have a similar pattern. I like that. That's very cool. That's the top of the yeah. cup. That's your top of the cup. That's my top is that's going to be my new look is all my pants and shirts match each other. 
I love that. That sounds like a goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very... So what's your bottom of the cup? Remedial cob? Montessori goal. Your bottom of the cup is what they are now. Yeah. <laughs> what's your bottom of the cup? My bottom of the cup is I just had to make our first Atlanta vet appointment for Gracie because her skin condition is back and I'm scared about being judged by a new vet when I tell him all the things that I think are happening. And oh, he yeah. Goes, uh, what are you talking about? What do you see when Here's you present him with the journals of medical info you keep as you stalk your own pet? <laughs> He's not going to like it. So what, I mean, what happened to your old vet? We'll see if I get she kicked moved. out of the oh, okay. veterinary clinic. <laughs> my mom goes, what happened to your old vet? I'm like, he banned I her. He banned her. <laughs> uh, my bottom of the cob is um, I, <laughs> it's not really a bottom of the cob. And I really shouldn't share this because I don't really want anyone <laughs> to say this back to me. But I, I pump and I love using the willow and I'm doing a campaign with them. And it's great because it's hands free and I can go anywhere. But it, when you breast, whatever kind of breast pump you do, you know, it is, a thing that attaches to your breast, but your nipples. And it's basically sucking on your nipples. Um, and, you know, it's not my favorite feeling in the world, but I do it because I want to pump milk for my baby. But every time I can feel it like pulling on my nipples, I hear Jennifer Coolidge. I hear her voice. And for some reason, I hear her voice just go, ah, oh, it's really working my nips. <laughs> what is that from? Is that part? I think it's, what's the movie where she's like, makes me want a hot dog real bad? Legally Blonde yeah. too. It's maybe. that sound bite, but instead of that sentence, it's her going, ah, oh, it's really working my nips. <laughs> and that's what I think of when I'm, when I'm. I could be ready. in the kitchen by myself and all of a sudden I hear, and I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them. I know Eliza's walking in the room. Really working my nips. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all of that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza.